Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Happy first day of fall. That's right, it is September 22nd as the release date of this podcast. Very excited about it. Fall is my personal favorite season. Cooler weather is on the horizon. College football and pro football is starting to get into full swing. And we have the release of my favorite seasonal beer. That's right, the Oktoberfest style, the Martzen styled beer. So today that is what we are going to go over. Oktoberfest has also been going on since last Saturday. The 17th was the first day. So this is the, I think, sixth day of Oktoberfest over there in Munich, Germany. And it will continue to party and go on until the 3rd of October. Along with Oktoberfest and the kickoff, I've had quite a few reels on the Instagram in the last week. So take a look at that. I've been doing a daily Oktoberfest beer review. Today's beer will also be a part of that beer review. That's right. We're going to film the um, later portion of this episode, the beer review portion. I'm going to throw that on Instagram. So something new for you all. But before we get into the beer that I have for today, we are sponsored by Rakes. That's right. Rakes. With fall, that means the leaves are changing colors and falling off the trees into your yard and you're going to have to rake them all up. So rakes. So on to the beer that we have for today. This is a newcomer to the show. We are featuring Three Sheeps Brewery out of Sheboygan, Wisconsin, and we are going to enjoy, of course, their Oktoberfest beer. So without further ado, let's get on to today's show. As I mentioned previously, fall is my favorite season of the year. That's right. I, I'm so fortunate to live once again in Wisconsin where we experience all four seasons, some longer than others, but fall is by far my favorite. I love the changing of colors. I love the cooler temperatures. I love all of the, you know, more heartier meals and things like that and all the fa- you know family gatherings and holidays that exist in fall. And most importantly, I love Oktoberfest beer. I can still very distinctly remember my first Oktoberfest beer. I'm transported back to my fall semester of freshman year of college, and I'm enjoying Capital Brewery out of Madison there, Oktoberfest, their March-styled Oktoberfest beer, and it is an excellent, excellent rendition. If you have the means, I highly recommend you picking one up. It is very choice. And in my mind, as I close my eyes and think about that beer, I'm picturing a beautiful amber-orange to copper red colored beer crystal clear as far as the clarity goes and you go in for a smell and these are characteristics that are very in tune with the Oktoberfest March and style you know this beer is rich in malt flavor it's slightly sweet on the palate and just subtly balanced with a touch of hop bitterness from those German noble hop varieties um, the malt character often is described right now I'm kind of picturing in my mind it's the toasted bread the crust of a bread or even like a biscuit like flavor Tying it all together, the mouthfeel of these beers is, you know, slightly creamy and just moderately full body. And keep in mind that, you know, the Oktoberfest Martin style is a lager beer with lager yeast, and it will still maintain some of that crispness and dryness that a good lager should have right on the end. Um, typically, these beers are going to weigh in at five, low five percent to six or even up to six and a half percent, which is more than probably what most people think. Um, the Martin styled beer is the traditional Oktoberfest, and I will maybe cover this on another episode, but there is something out there called the Fest Beer variety, which is a little bit lighter version of what 
you know, the more modern day version of what an Oktoberfest traditionally should be. So five to six, six and a half percent. And the IBUs, of course, like I said, it's a malt forward beer. It's supposed to be very sweet and it'll be around 18 to 25 international bitterness units. So with that, let's get on to today's history. Where to begin on today's episode? I think we really should touch base on how exactly and why exactly is Oktoberfest even what it is today. You know, it's certainly one of the biggest and most recognized festivals across the world in general. And beer is a kind of a focal centerpiece on that. So why, why is that? Um, I think Oktoberfest, if you don't know, it's annually held in Munich, Germany every year. And it's running from about the end of September to the start of early October. On a typical year, it averages 6 million people in attendance that end up drinking 7.5 million liters or make that 66,000 barrels of beer over the course of the approximate two-week-long festival. I've never been myself, but I'm told that each of the big six breweries of Munich have a tent there. And we're not talking your backyard barbecue tent size or even summer county fair or state fair tent size. These tents are huge. Um, I've heard that the Hofbrau tent alone boasts a capacity of almost 10,000 people. So pretty wild. I hope to one day, it's a, it's a life beer goal of mine to attend Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany, but haven't gotten there yet. So that's the modern day festival. Let's dive back into the history. How did this festival start and how did it end up getting as big as it is? That brings us to the year of 1810, and it was on October 12th of that year that Prince Ludwig I of Bavaria, remember Bavaria was its own kingdom back then, now it's just a German state, but Prince Ludwig was married to Therese Charlotte Louise, and they had a big wedding and a big celebration, and they broke tradition a little bit here. It was actually Prince Ludwig's pal that decided it would be really fun to invite some of the general public of Munich to the wedding and throw this big public event. And on top of that, they also um, wanted some entertainment for the festival. So along with free beer and free food, they threw a horse race to celebrate the wedding. And the people of Munich had a great time with it. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't have a good time with free beer, free food, and some fun entertainment. I certainly enjoy the open bar aspect of the weddings I've been to. So <laughs> I expect nothing less from these Germans back in the year 1810. So we move on to the next year, 1811, and will this tradition continue to live on or is it going to die off? And the local Bavarians of Munich said, we're going to keep this thing going. <laughs> they um, got together again, and I believe the horse race was a continuing aspect for quite a few years in a row. Certainly the sharing of food and beer became a staple of these festivals year after year. And I think that makes sense when we look at this part of Europe and this, you know, this Bavarian state. It was very agriculturally based and a lot of, you know, we're coming into the fall season, the last harvest, and that's a reason alone for people to get out and celebrate and want to share the things that they've provided and share the things that they produced all year long. Now that we've covered a little bit of the history behind just Oktoberfest, the festival in general, let's just dive into the beer, right? That's what we're all here for. How did we develop this Martin Oktoberfest, you know, trademark style? And we, let's start with just the name, Martin. What does that even really mean? So when you think of the word Martin or Mars, you know, that's the German word for March. And usually this is implying that this is the last beer that was brewed for the year. That um, was often too warm in the summer months in Germany to reliably make beer and the yeast would maybe go out of control and spoil something. So March was the last kind of coolish month where you could still do your brewing days and the beer product wouldn't be ruined. 
So this Martin style beer, they brew it and it's a lager, remember? So it's going to go through a longer fermentation period. They brew it in March and then they put it in a big cask or bottle and then it's kept away. It's put in the lagering caves, the lagering cellars, and it stays there all summer long and continues to develop over time and then is eventually brought out come the fall season when it's cool out again and to help celebrate this fall harvest and this fall festival. Um, and certainly you're saying, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So were the Oktoberfest beers always like the way they were? Not exactly. So when we talk about the first Oktoberfest festival, the celebration of just the wedding, likely the beer back then was a little more dark in color, a little more smoky, and probably representing something closer to a Dunkel-style beer. As far as getting into how we got to this amber-colored, beautiful red-copper-colored beer, well, that's going to take us back to a previous episode or a couple episodes of mine. So if we look back on 003 and 009, I went over the Helles Lager as well as the Vienna Style Lager. And you may recall I spoke about Gabriel Settlemeyer of Spot and Brewery out of Munich and his Helles Lager creation, as well as Anton Dreyer, the king of beer, and his invention of the Vienna Malt and eventually the Vienna Style Lager. Well, Gabriel also decided to make his own amber-colored beer, and as different from Anton's, he did it in a traditional Martin style where he brewed it in March and lagered it all summer long, and he had this beautiful amber Martin beer that he came out with in 1841. And when this debuted, much like the Vienna-style lager, it was a big success, and people really liked it. Naturally, it was such a big hit that other breweries in this time came on board to get their own version out there. We fast forward another few decades to 1872, and we see that Spaten brewed their Martin that year specifically for the festival, and they dubbed it Oktoberfest Beer. Really, that's the distinction there. Today, Oktoberfest, it's a protected name. Well, in Germany at least. Only Munich's big six breweries can call a true Oktoberfest beer. And no surprise here, as we've covered many German styles on the show now, and we all can see how strict their rules can be on beer. If other German brewers outside of Munich brew this style of beer, they can throw the Marzen on the label. They just can't call it an Oktoberfest. And of course, here in the States, we see plenty of both um, get thrown around for our fall seasonal delights. I think both the Marzen style and Oktoberfest's verbiage is used on lots of United States beers. But that's the big distinction. Marzen is the style, the technical brewing aspects of creating this beer, and Oktoberfest is something that is designated for the festival. So with that, let's get into our first brewery. Okay, so we have Three Sheeps Brewing Company today, and they have a very traditional brewery startup story as it all started out with a homebrew kit and the eventual decision of buying up a place and making even more beer. Grant Pauley decided to do just that in 2012 as he opened up a small package brewery in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. That's right, the very same town where the Polka King of the Midwest and the Kenosha Kickers once sold 600 copies of their debut album. <laughs> Sheboygan, if you don't know, is near the um, eastern side of the states, just north of Milwaukee and kind of right along Lake Michigan there. So um, in Sheboygan, Grant bought the old Wigwam Sock Factory in 2012 and he turned it into his brewery. His vision was to make a beer for every occasion and to do that well. Over time, that's become their motto of sorts, and they hold to it. If you look at their taproom menu, they have a wide array of styles from lagers to dark ales to Belgians, IPAs, and beyond, and they're all pretty good. 
Um, their ability to attract a wide variety of beer consumers has definitely led to their growth. And in 2017, they moved to their current brewery location, a former Coca-Cola facility. And they now have a 10,000 square foot tap room, outdoor beer garden space, and a 30,000 square foot production facility. Um, I've actually been to Three Sheeps one time as I was passing through on I-43 and made a stop. And I really enjoyed it. Um, it's definitely got a industrial warehouse feel to it as far as walking in, but it's a very large space, plenty of room to sprawl out. Um, all of the usual yard game gambits are out in the beer garden, and um, the barrels that they have for their barrel aging program are open and visible, very neat to look at. And like I said, like I've said earlier, they have a wide variety of styles. I would challenge any beer drinker to walk in there and not find something that they like off the menu. And with that, let's get into today's offering that they have. Okay, so I have Three Sheeps Oktoberfest sitting in front of me. It's a 12-ounce can that we will be drinking out of today. It is also labeled as a Martzen beer on here, so perhaps a more traditional style brew. This beer is weighing in at 5.5%, so well within the range of this style of beer that we talked about earlier. The can itself is very, very fun. On the side, obviously, it says it's a specialty release for it as they are fall seasonal, but it has the Bavarian blue and white flag in the background and a couple of Germans donning their lederhosen, dancing some polka and some beautiful musical notes and pretzels. It's a really fun can, and I'm really excited to drink it. So with that, on to the pour. All right, so we just poured out a little bit of this beer, and for everyone listening at home, please check out the social media as I will post a reel as I am live recording my uh, taste test of this beer right in front of you all, and um, look for that. But let's get into the aroma here. Actually, let's show the folks at home on camera here real quick as far as what I got going on here. It's a real beautiful kind of red color in there. There's some orange cues in there as well. Very on brand for the Martin Style beer. It's very beautiful. Um, when I first poured it out, there was a little bit of foam that came out this. I imagine if I pulled, poured full glass in front of you, you'd probably see lots of foam here because it does seem like it has a good amount of carbonation. Um, when I opened it up as well, the aroma was very apparent. So I'm, let's get in for a smell, shall we? Oh, yes, that is good malty goodness. That is a German lager. Oh, man, I love Oktoberfests. I get a lot of more caramel notes on the nose, and it smells really sweet up front. So let's get in for a taste. Mmm. Yeah, that sweet caramel just pours right over into the first taste. I mean, one more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is very good. Oh, wow. I'm going to enjoy this one. Um, I'm also, the malt presence here, it's almost like got that crust, like the rind of the crust flavor of, of fresh baked bread. Um, and it has a little bit of a smoky essence to it, which is uh, a little pleasant and kind of balances out some of that sweetness. And the end, I mean... The mouthfeel a little bit creamy, and the end finishes dry. I think very true to style. This is very traditional Oktoberfest style overall. So I'm going to keep drinking this one, and with that, we'll get on to the reviews here in a second. Can't wait to see what you all think on social media. Cheers, beers. All right, so here we are with today's rating. That's right. This is my hard-to-believe sixth Oktoberfest this week. Um, we are doing full seven days, as I mentioned earlier, and this is my sixth one. So check out the Instagram, check out the reels if you want to see the rest of the beers, the rest of the Oktoberfest styles that I reviewed this week on, on the social media. But this one, I must say, I really enjoyed the malty presence of this beer, and I didn't speak to it much in the review, but I think this is why Oktoberfest pairs so well with classic 
German cuisine. We think of our schnitzels, our sauerkraut, our bratwurst, all of our really nice, you know, savory, salty things <laughs> that that food category has. That the sweetness of this beer, the sweetness of the malt grain bill on Oktoberfest bounces out that meal really well. And I, I think that's part of the reason why I love this because I'm a big savory guy for sure when it comes to my food. So it's nice to have something a little on the sweeter end to balance out the beer or balance out the meal with, I should say. But on to today's rating, I'm actually pleasantly surprised by this beer. I didn't mention this yet, but this is the first time I've had three Sheeps Oktoberfest, which is hard to believe since I've had a lot of the states, um, different variations of Oktoberfest. Um, but I really did enjoy this one, and I think it had a good presence on the mouthfeel. I think it had the exact specifications, what you want with color and the aroma and the taste profile, that this is a really well-done Oktoberfest. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a 425 out of 5. And that's a review. All right, beer fans, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you again for tuning in this week and every week, and I appreciate you listening in on my rambles of the Martin Oktoberfest-style beer. Hopefully I cleared up some stuff for you today and you learned a little bit about that. It's my favorite style of beer, at least as far as seasonal styles go, so I was very excited to get this out to you all. And I want to say thank you to Three Sheeps for creating today's beer. I enjoyed sharing it with you all, and I hope you all can go out to Three Sheeps. And speaking of that, if you want to find this beer or any of their other beers in the wild, they do have a beer finder on their website, but they are widely available across the entire state of Wisconsin. And um, if you're on any of the bordering towns of Minnesota, Iowa, or Illinois, you may catch them at a local liquor store there. They expand just past the border a little bit here and there, but not too much beyond that. But if you're traveling through, find yourself in Cheboygan, stop at Three Sheeps, you're going to have a good time. Let them know Buzz with Brian sent you there. And... As always, if you go to any of the places I talk about or any of the beers I have on the podcast, let them know, hey, Buzz with Brian, he's saying some pretty neat stuff about you. You should check it out. Um, and if you have any ideas that you want to see on the show or any questions or concerns or comments, you can write me at buzzwithbrian at gmail.com. Um, make sure you follow along on the Instagram. Like I said, I will post today's beer review in a reel on Instagram and obviously check out the five reels I already have up and there's going to be one more tomorrow to complete my my week of Oktoberfest beer review, so that's exciting there. And that, that wraps things up. Can't wait to get back on the mic again soon here and enjoy another beer. Cheers, beers! Oh.